Hello and welcome to the True Blood Authority podcast brought to you by the folks at baldmove.com. I'm one of those folks. My name is Aaron and joining me tonight is... Cecily. And we're going to be talking about episode two of season one. Oh, Jesus, of season seven, the final season of <laughs> True Blood. I found you. I found you. What yeah. did you think? Um, It was disappointing. Okay, and what it wasn't. Way? It wasn't disappointing because it was poorly made or poorly acted or poorly written or anything like that. It was just the things that happened. Yeah, I... It seems like they're taking their sweet-ass time to making this about Bill and Sookie. Although they're, they're, they're laying obvious, maybe even too obvious, groundwork by basically reading scripts and having flashbacks to season one to remind <laughs> us of the good old days. But it seems like it's coming at the expense of guys like Al Seed and Eric. And I don't know. I don't know. I'm very curious about how they'll make them any kind of love affair with them feel right after all the fuckovers. That she tried to kill him. She tried other. to kill him multiple times last season. I don't think you can come back from that. No, and like you know, their the foundation of their relationship was built on a, a lies and deception. Yes. Then she went, and after that was over, uh, nailed all tail, uh, inhuman and otherwise, in town. And then he became a god, and she tried to stake him. I, I just feel like that there's too much. I, I could buy them becoming friends, but going back to lovers, I just don't know how they're going to pull that off narratively. I don't know that they do either. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does. I don't. I don't get it. I don't know why. Is it to complete a circle? Because I just don't think that's a good enough reason. Yeah, I don't know. Is, uh, I mean, like when they wrapped up Harry Potter. I felt it was pretty super hackneyed that everybody kind of paired up at the end of that. And, you know, you had Deron and Hermione and Harry and Ginny. And I never bought any of those relationships as authentic books or movies. No. I don't feel like this show is kind of going the same way. I, I make a prediction that, you know, Bill's going to end up with Suki. Jessica's going to end up with Jason. Lafayette's going to end up with James or whatever the hell his name is, the, the Jessica's new boyfriend. I do. I do think it's uh, pandering to an audience that doesn't want to be pandered to. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, like I said, second episode. Do you have anything else you want to say before? Thanks, everybody, by the way, that downloaded the new cast. Um, we got impressive week one numbers, and we're both super happy and thrilled. A lot of people said some nice things about the cast and about us, and... We got some cool feedback at the end, so thanks for all your support, and those of you especially that rated and reviewed us on iTunes, it really helps us out a lot, and uh, keep it up. Um, any other thoughts before we get right into the episode? No. Okay. We have a cold opening featuring Jason tracking down Eric, and it didn't take me long to realize this is actually a hot opening <laughs> and a dream to boot. Can we, talk, can we talk about this? What's there to talk about? So much. It uh, speaks for itself. I, the, indeed. Uh, I feel like the dialogue and action was deliberately and deliciously cheesy. But then these guys just go at it. And I'm not talking just like the sex stuff. I'm talking. They do. They've gone further than any sort of fake man on man dream sequence. Or, you know, farther than I can remember any kind of man on man action has ever happened in True Blood. Yeah. Usually, like. For instance, when uh, Sam had his dream about Bill, when he had Bill's blood, 
um, you know, they stopped just shy of their mouths touching. Right. And then they woke up. But I thought they were going to show, I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, it was getting to Brokeback levels. And <laughs> now, granted, I haven't seen some of the, like, really explicitly gay stuff, the HBO. Like, I didn't see, was it Hooking Up that came out this spring? And Showtime, looking, I think. I think it's called it's looking. looking. Yeah, Looking. Looking, Hooking Up, Tinder, Grinder. <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, I, I'm i also the guy that can't tell the following and the leftovers apart based on title. But, uh, and I haven't seen like the classic Showtime, I think, series Queer as Folk. Queer as Folk. I watched that show. I was. Was the gay sex hotter? More explicit than that? Oh, yeah. That was, okay. That was Showtime. All right. Well, then. But, I mean, outside of the explicitly gay material, yeah, I thought that it was pretty... I was surprised. I mean, there was nipple on nipple. There was chest fondling. There was open mouth kissing. There was (laughs) tackling onto the bed. There was spider... (laughs) Yeah, Jason going at him spider monkey style. Uh, That uh, that is the the great stuff. The fact that, you know, this little, little Jason Stackhouse coming after this six foot four Viking dude. And it was adorable and hilarious. And uh, I also like kind of like this because he's he's having his dream in church, too. That's yeah. the icing on the cake. Yeah. The, my favorite part is at some point between Sookie giving her speech and everyone filing out of the church, Jason just <laughs> stayed just, there and fell asleep. I feel like he's just like a little kitten. You know, everyone's su- on super like high puppy. alert because they almost lost their lives and their lives are in danger. And Jason's just taking a nap in church. He's like a little puppy. He 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 likes to eat. He likes to hump things. And when he gets tuckered out, he just like rolls over and has a little nap <laughs> that occasionally features. And he likes to eat your leftover pizza. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See, he is. He is. He's if, a cute he th- puppy. if he threw up in the next scene and then forgot about it and ate it again, it wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the smile that he kind of <laughs> had as he wakes up from it, and then he's like, really, oh. And then where he's at, huh? Um, no, I I loved it. We have a credit sequence. Everyone was... It was a highly anticipated uh, Jason and Eric scene. Was it anticipated? So, it was, yeah. Ever since he gave his blood to uh, Jason last year. Okay. Everyone was really wanting to see it. Right on. I saw a lot of people on Facebook last week were up in arms because they didn't see Eric. <laughs> well, I think they fucking delivered. Yeah, they did. They nailed it. Uh, and so did Jason. Literally nailed it. <laughs> uh, so Sookie comes clean about the corpse she found in her late night jaunt. And I I love Bon Tom's finest. The, the, the fact that she just waited till now to report, uh, you know, that she stumbled upon a corpse is like, no, nobody cares. Hey, fail report, failure to report some, a crime, no problem. No big deal. Uh, she offers that it might be a clue. Uh, Alcide wonders where the feds are in all of this, which I started, I think that's the first comment or that was made on like is this kind of like a world war z scenario like our hep v hep v's taking over the entire planet because if the if the federal government doesn't respond to a town being decimated yeah i would really appreciate like a a newscaster some sort of news bulletin in the background of uh bell floors now or uh everyone has smartphones right yeah Somebody watching the news and saying, oh, I just heard, you know, Florida's been completely overrun or something like that. Let Maybe us know there what is this no th- news anymore. <laughs> it's all gone off the air. You'd think they could tell us Has that, Has everyone though. gone Russell Edgington and ripped out the spines of every newscaster <laughs> in the whole world? That's what the Hep V's are compelled to rip spines. And everyone knows newscasters have the tenderest spines. They do. 
They're like al dente, the al dente noodles. Just so satisfying to rip out. Um, the, uh, uh, there's so many structural problems I have with this premise that I'll have to hold off on to until we get to the ghost town that is St. Alice. St. Alice. St. Alice, as I was said. Um, so, Suki comes clean about that. Uh, everyone's fending for ourselves because the feds aren't any help. Uh, Mayor Sampro offers they should keep busy and maybe keep busy by repairing all the damage done to my bar because... <laughs> Does he still own the bar? Is it? Can you give it to Arlene? Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, it's probably it. So, they're doing it for Arlene at this point. Okay. He's got he's got a whole town to run now. Everyone keep busy by cleaning up my mess, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just imagine like him taking his mayoral approach that he did at uh Merlot's, where like, you know, he sometimes waves guns around, he gets drunk and insults, he goes into town hall meetings, you fucking parasites, get out. Yeah, my town hall. Um but they want to put bellflowers back together for Arlene. Uh Letty May says that she wants to go check on Lafayette. Because his side of the family goes to dark places. Yes, true. This says the uh, V addict with a dead vampire daughter. It says the alcohol, <laughs> the uh, you know absent mother, the the preacher preacher's home wrecking mm-hmm. mistress. Yeah, it's home wrecker to boot. <laughs> uh, she's gonna check on Lafayette. Doesn't need the reverend. Don't trouble yourself. I just want to be useful and I want to follow the mayor. She's. Peddling bullshit, obviously. Obviously. Every time she opens her mouth. It's bullshit is being peddled. Spewing. Uh, Madeline. What is her fucking name? Adeline. 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 I got closer this time. You did. Uh, Adeline says, hey, I'm 18. But not really. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> yeah you are, but not really, which I, I, I love that. You know, I don't. I, I thought that was cute, too, but I don't really understand how she has a concept of her being 18. Like, I... I don't know. If I were born three weeks ago and I reached... You'd be a fucking idiot. Right, exactly. And if I grew into like sort of adolescent type teenager configuration and stayed there, I couldn't say accurately, I'm 18. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I could do that, but... I yeah, by what standard? Like biologically, she mentally? Looks, she could pass for 16 to me. One thing about this. So you're a three-week-old that has the mental faculties of an adult. Mm-hmm. And the language skills, but you don't have any life experience. Your life experience has been Bon Tom and a vampire murdering your entire family, all of your sisters. Yes, you wouldn't be as open and trusting as adventurous as her. Your only, the only thing you know for sure is that vampires want to kill you and your people, and you, they've already killed three of your sisters. You are a taste, the tastiest of chew toys to them. <laughs> And one of the good ones, <laughs> one of the good ones drained and murdered all of your other sisters. I'm just saying she seems unusually just, you know, full of joy and verve and pep and good feelings towards all. <laughs> but maybe that is the nature of a very naive 18-year-old to just Fairy. trust and trust the more. Anyway, uh, let's see. Where else? Uh, Fantasia, still a shithole. They St- did. Kill Kevin for sure. They did definitely kill Kevin. I don't know. I didn't see a doctor check his pulse. <laughs> yes, he got thrown into a stack of bodies, but can that conclusively... A bunch of Hep V vampires uh, have deemed him undrainable, so that's good enough <laughs> for me. Uh, the, all the Hep V vampires are on edge. They're kind of fighting amongst each other. One uh, kind of uh, mom jeans looking vampire says, yeah. can we all get along? Are you talking and, about Betty? Yes. Teacher? She hasn't told her name yet. That's a spoiler. 
There's some people that Sorry. watch the show. Sorry, can't you just edit that out? They wait for the show. They wait for our podcast to come out, and then they watch it, watch a scene, and <laughs> so listen to our podcast. Watch scene, and now you fuck them over. And they're oh, most Jesus. loyal fans. I'm sorry. You hurt them the most. Our most loyal fans. You know what? I'm leaving. <laughs> it's probably for the best. I'm done. I give up. Uh, well, uh, one and a half podcasts. Not a bad run. I hate these vampires. Yeah, they kind of suck. I hate the guy with the accent. They kind of suck. Jesus. Right. Where did London Calling come from? I don't get it. I hate the guy who's always fucking things up, and I hate the the would-be leader who came out of nowhere. I just, I don't know why they're spending so much time with having these people talk and be on screen. I just am annoyed with it. I do, and I mean, Betty gives him a little bit of pathos, because I like her point. Like, vampires do seem... Like, they have some humanity left. Even the complete assholes like Eric that have been around for a thousand years, jaded as hell, whatever. In fact, it seems like the older you get, maybe the more introspective you are. Russell Edgington, maybe to the contrary. I just, Eric and Godric are my only two samples other than that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, where was I at? I'm rambling. Um, I feel like that maybe more, it would be more even the vampire saying, like, you know, maybe we shouldn't just rape and pillage and rampage when we're going to die anyway. Maybe we should go out and meet the sun. Maybe there, there, it'd be cool if there was more internal debate amongst the Hep V vampires. I think. What do you think? Uh, or do you think I just don't care? Make them all zombies and forget about it. I do. I think they're just desperately trying not to die, but they know they're dying, so they're just—I don't know. Yeah, because I thought maybe Hep V vampires, other than Eric's sister, were kind of more zombieish. That they didn't have they they were more driven crazy by their bloodlust and all that. But these vampires all seemed fairly catty and self-aware. Why are they dying faster? Didn't hmm. Nora die like the day or the day after she became infected? Yeah. And from what we find out later. Uh, using Jason's pizza forensics, yeah, is that they left Saint Elise four and a half days ago. Sure, and they're here now, surviving. Yeah, I just don't understand how long the disease takes to spread because it, it looks like with the dark veins is an indicator, uh -huh. and it looks like a lot of them have it going into their face. Right, right. So, well, we'll have to so revisit strange. that when we talk about Eric later on because that's interesting. I think too. There's two possibilities. Number one, we don't know. They're going to reveal some information about Hep V that we don't know that maybe will make all the sense. Or the second so? possibility is this is just like Walking Dead zombie virus, and they'll turn to puddles of black goo at the dramatically appropriate time, like when they're sucking on a secondary character's vag, <laughs> for example. Okay. Uh, or okay. when one of them's in the arms of her brother. It's like that's it's just whatever, you know, whenever something like that will Very happen. Very convenient death. Okay. Uh, so they appoint Betty. Betty is a teacher, as you alluded to, and we're ready to put the spoil, you know, get to the spoiler. <laughs> and uh, they appoint her as Reaper because she must have self control because she's a teacher. All right, clearly. Uh, and then someone else goes on sleep patrol because the other guy fucked it up and drained the one guy. I do we know why these guys are setting fifteen minute timers for sleep? Was and did I miss that last season? Do they? Uh, you know what i th I thought about that a lot, and I thought that maybe with the rate that they're dying, maybe feeding sort of it staves it them. off. Yeah, staves it off, and they can only sleep for short increments of time before I don't know. It That's seemed the best like I could come up with. Maybe it seemed like that that feeding hastened Betty's demise. Um, there's also a theory going around that maybe Arlene was infected because humans wouldn't show any right 
Maybe they're so, double infected. You know, do you think that's going to be the end game where this is going for that all humans will be Hep V infected and all vampires are going to have to accept True Blood? No, because all the True Blood stores. Sh- oh. Sure, but that's that's because of the evil machinations of the governor of whatever. No, right. The True Blood stores in Louisiana have all been tainted right. and shipped off all over the world. Right. But uh, when Russell Edgington and company. Uh, took over, went mad, whatever, decided that they didn't want to... Um, the Sanguinista movement? <laughs> yes, that they decided that they didn't want to mainstream anymore. They blew up a lot of true blood factories, blaming it on humans. I'm sure. So I'm saying, like, no doubt a lot of Amber is going to die, but I wonder if the new status quo at the end of the series is going to be all humans are Hep V, or at least it's a big enough threat that vampires don't want to cho- ch- uh, chance it, and that they basically, everyone has to mainstream, or else, you know... There's no way to trust the true blood supply. Well, yeah. what if vampires do? Well, I guess that's true. Okay. I think, oh, yeah, and the uh, the doctor who synthesized true blood, Bill killed him. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah maybe, they're, maybe they're F and the B, the Hep V. Hep and the B. Uh, they're Hep <laughs> and the V. Betty recognizes Arlene. Uh she doesn't chew on her vads just yet, but they recognize each other, which causes her to reap some other chick rather than her. Which, be, by the way, the one, the the leader vampire is like, you just you just uh, decreased our food supply by a quarter, which is kind of in line with what we saw the last time. But these guys are multiplying down there like Jesus's fishes and loaves. Seriously, it was just the five of them last week, and now there's people on the corners. Yeah, there's, there's people, people lined up on the here. wall, like quartered. What the hell? Like, you just got a stack of people sitting in the corner. That's one sixteenth, maybe, <laughs> your food supply. Every time Betty makes a trip up and downstairs, they multiply like rabbits. Uh, I did like... Arlene's speech here because she sees this angle that maybe if we can work some kind of sympathy thing with this teacher and we find out it's Arlene's kid's teacher and it's uh, Holly's kid's teacher we can get a way out of here she has this pretty good speech where she said I did not survive four lousy husbands a serial killer boyfriend and the sort of suicide of the love of my life to die in the basement of some shitty vampire bar I love how she's speech. got that kind of like quavering inflection yeah I, she she plays that character really really well yeah it's it's like she was pulled right out of the pages of the book. Um, uh, would it be? <laughs> no. No? What? I was going to give you a book spoiler. Do it. Um, in the books, spoiler alert. Uh, I don't know if anyone... I can, I'll edit I, I it mean, out if it's, if, it's, if it's too heavy, so don't worry. Okay. The books in the show have nothing in common anymore, so mm-hmm. I don't think it matters. But in the books, Arlene actually joined the Fellowship of the Sun. Oh. And... Um, almost successfully carried out an assassination attempt of Sookie. Really? So, and that was right after Renee. Mm. So everything after that has been them expounding on Arlene's character, and I just love it to death. Mm. I love to hate her, I guess, sometimes when she's being bitchy, but at times like this, I think she's just so right on, justified, uh, hick mom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do you call that? The uh, hockey, hockey mom? Hockey mom? I don't know what they call it in Louisiana. A swamp mom? <laughs> I don't know. Croc mom? Of alligator mom? <laughs> gator mom? Gator moms don't care. Gator, gator moms don't gator give mom a don't shit. Care. <laughs> uh, so this girl, this body, turns out to be 25-year-old clone of Sookie Stackhouse from the nearby town of St. Alice. No There's one. Uh, really seriously awesome hand effects in this episode. 
Oh, from of her, her, chewed her, off her nod off, yeah, her nod off fingers. Uh-huh. Jason's doing all this forensic. It looks like an animal got to her, and <laughs> I like the scene where he said, "Sometimes not being so clever makes you a better investigator." As he hands over the Starbucks, <laughs> he's like, "This is a Starbucks card, Jason." <laughs> oh God, he's an idiot. Um, Sam Pro offers that. Oh yeah, Saint Elise. Uh, I've been not been able to reach the mayor. He called me like a week ago, and I haven't heard from him since. Rutrow, what's going on in St. Elise? They're going to make a road trip and you, investigate. Do you notice here that they actually do look like what are they called? The Scooby Doo gang, the no. mystery, the mystery gang. I, uh, oh, they totally do. I think that uh, Sookie would be Daphne and Jason would be Velma. No, Jason would be Shaggy. Got to be Shaggy. He'd be Shaggy, and then I guess who's uh, Velma? Uh, uh, Andy. Andy's Velma. Andy's Velma. Uh, Alcide is Fred. Fred. Alcide's Fred, and then Alcide is not. And then Fred. Sam is Scooby Doo. Alcide is obviously Scooby. Oh, no, he's not. okay. Sam Scooby. Yeah, Sam Scooby, because he could probably turn into. Well, he could, in fact, turn into a Great Dane. <laughs> <laughs> Alcide's just limited to that one spirit animal. That's true. Um, <laughs> Lenny Mae. Goes on to check on Lafayette. See, when I first saw this, I thought this was a transparently naked attempt just to go off and get more V. When she actually stopped by Lafayette's house, I'm like, holy shit. Uh, She's actually checking on Lafayette. And then I remembered that, oh, yeah, he's also a drug dealer. And she's trying to score some V off of him. Turns out she gets into the spirit. She gets into Tara's spirit when she gets a little V in her. Uh, And uh, when... Uh, Lafayette won't give her what she wants. She goes, you a sinner, and you go into hell. And he goes, well, you're a drug addict. You trifling bitch. (laughs) trifling bitch. Threw up the TB on her, and she had no response to that. Trifling. I like that. Anything you want to comment before we move on? No. No James. Is James uh, spending the day there? I mean, I assume so. They went home together. He fed him, and then James had to have stayed. Wonder where if he's fulfilling his obligation. Where Lafayette stored him, just like in a closet somewhere. Lafayette because... seems like the kind of guy who throws up a lot of blankets over his windows. He might have a vampire chamber too, from back in the days when he was slanging. Yeah, when he was with uh, Eddie. Was it Eddie? Steven Ru- yeah, Eddie. Yeah, that's his name. Moving on, the whole damn town is up cleaning bellflowers, uh, old school merlots. Epic fail mayor comes by and harumphs and causes. Uh, or sues, sows some discord and bullshit. <laughs> the freezer is full of frozen bodies. Which but they they're fi- still alive. Are they? Uh, that's That was what it implied, that no. they were saving them for later. No, because then the people said, what? I didn't think so they'd they drink. they could get a blood slushy. I didn't think they could drink dead blood. Can vampires in his universe drink dead blood? Because I've I know seen that's it like, done. I've, seriously? Yeah. Huh. I've seen people get high off licking guts off the ground. Huh. All right. That's an interview with a vampire type of thing. Okay. Well, I just wondered. So it's sound, it's sound vampire medicine to freeze a human to death to give a to get a fresh cold blood supply later. Yeah. Leave it at room temperature for four to six hours. Yeah. <laughs> just just like a cut of meat. Yeah. Exactly. Like a cut of meat. Uh, I gotta say that and the drain citizens... out three quarters of the blood, and then you've got some, you know, like the... vampires do. <laughs> The ci- the uh, the the citizens of Bontam are a bunch of credulous idiots. Uh, it's like he mentions that the mayor is a shapeshifter, and I guess it. I guess I buy that everyone would just buy that, would just believe that off off the you know on the face of it. Why are you so shocked by it? I mean, vampires are real. 
Tell me that you haven't sat at home and thought about what else is real. And why are you so shocked? Yeah. And our, so, yeah, I guess that's true. I just thought it's, it annoyed me that the epic fail mayor and, uh, combined with Hoyt's mom were the only things needed to turn this whole mob of benevolent citizens cleaning up a place in the memory of Arlene or the hope <laughs> that Arlene is not dead yet to like a bunch of bloodthirsty uh, people with pitchforks and stakes wanting to march and kill all the vampires in town. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Oh, I blame the NyQuil. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Maddie or what? Uh, Adel Addie? Adeline? Adeline. Uh, Adeline reads somebody's mind that they're going to go to the police station to get the guns, and she fucks off to go try to stop that, I guess. Seems like kind of an obvious thing that you don't really need to read a mind to find <laughs> right. out. Right. Where are their guns? All the gun stores are sold out. Where else could there be guns? Did you get that the boy she's with is named Wade, and that's one of Holly's kids? Yeah. And that the other young man who's a pro, well, no, anti-vampire is Rocky, and he's also one of Holly's boys? I did not get the last part, no. Yeah, it took me, after the second watch, I finally figured it out. I feel I, like that's I something that you should one. really just explicitly state. Mm can just not use their names and then leave it up to my... Is there something romantical between Holly's more moderate son and Adeline? They're, they're step-siblings. Oh. It's kind of weird. Oh, yeah. I f totally forgot that. Yeah. Okay. You remember how you talked about on True Blood, or not on True Blood, on Game of Thrones, how... No. I'm just saying... That's an, that's an obscure reference, but the... But for young people, uh -huh. you know, the, the friendly brother-sister type thing... Can also sometimes transgress uh, into. Well, especially since, like, biologically, there's a real thing that, like, if kids are are raised up from babies around each other, mm -hmm. they there's there's a biological impulse that kicks in that uh, prevents them from finding each other attractive, even if they're not blood relations. Right. I'm not saying it's not possible. They're not. I'm just blood saying, like, when she's she born, born and she, and she's sprung fully formed as a hot 18 year old, I just wonder if that wouldn't go. And but no, I I don't think now to show. So they're just saying that they had brother and sisterly solidarity. Correct. Okay. Cool. Uh. But I'm interested to see if those boys have any kind of powers, because Holly seems to be a pretty gifted witch. Oh. Uh. Yes, that's true. Which maybe. Something that also, uh, you know, they're going to bring that back around for the finale. Mm -hmm. That the witch is going to band together and do some necromancy on these hefty dudes. Don't let me forget, but at the end of the cast, I want to do some speculating. Speculating? Speculating right. because of what I've seen in the preview for next week. Okay. Uh, back at Fantasia, uh, Miss Harris goes downstairs and Arlene gives us that your life is important. You're the best teacher. You've helped all of our kids. You've saved us. All these kids is dumb as hell. Yeah. And I'm a shitty mom and didn't care about anybody but myself after my boyfriend turned serial killer. So I trust the public education system to raise my children for me. I, we found the one teacher in Louisiana that gave a shit and, and now saved you're our kill kids. Us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this can't be. Uh, and she's like, uh, it, it definitely it strikes a chord with this woman. She's got some decent, decent humanity left inside her Hep V ravenous vampire exterior. But she says, hey, can't help you. Don't even know how, um, and that's pretty much it. But definitely, she's she's worked some chinks in her armor. Saint Elise is a ghost town, it which absolutely is. BT Dubs might be literal on this show. 
There literally might be armies of ghosts in the in this in the episodes to come. You don't know. See, I've had my eyes open this entire time, and I wouldn't be surprised if I'd seen a ghost. Right. I mean, actually, like, we have seen many ghosts. What if Lafayette ten thousand of them? Had a lot of them inside of him. All worgen the Lafayette, <laughs> and he has like this some kind of like Avatar the Aspender moment where he just has complete mastery over all vampires, like the Uber Witch, because he's supercharged with all these souls. Like a Super Saiyan. Like he went Super Saiyan, yep. I like it. Yep, his headscarf turns gold and <laughs> <laughs> it starts floating up in the air. Shit starts happening. Uh, you know, I there there's there, there, a couple things. Number one, I'm curious that they didn't follow up on the guns and ammo guy. Like there's got this guy who's all boarded up. He says he's surrounded by 100 pounds of silver and he's packing anti-vampire weapons. Doesn't look like the place is busted down. They're just kind of like, huh, that's interesting, and move on. That's probably why they was... all died is because they put themselves into, like, storefronts that uh-huh. were publicly owned instead uh-huh. of just barricading themselves uh-huh. and not even having to barricade yourself in your own house. Hmm. That's what they should have done. It's just stay What if, like, Sam, what if you, I guess it never worked for Sam. What? Because he lived at Merlot's, right? Or did he? No, he does live at Merlot. Well. Did he? I thought he had his own place. Yeah, it was a trailer out back of Merlot's. <laughs> okay, so I'm, so I'm saying if if he lived within the four walls of Merlot's, would that also count as his uh, boundary, his domicile if, threshold? If he owned it, then mm. yes. I think that's how it works. Do you have to own it outright? Like if, if Chase Manhattan has your mortgage, can you... Then Chase can let vampires in to collect <laughs> when you don't pay your bills. Oh my God! Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Obama. Um, I'm so I'm kind of curious about this. Also, they're making some obvious parallels to Katrina, which what how do year you th- is it? What's like? I think it's 2011, judging okay. from the journals, which implies that about a year has passed in real Showtime. Yeah. No, that can't be because Sookie was in Fairyland for at least a year. So two years. But we don't know also, like, this girl who met her vampire boy and fell deeply, madly, truly in love with him. We don't know what what point in the Sookieverse that happened. So it could have happened last year and whatever. But the way she's saying, like, you know, 2011 shit went down and we all hold up at the church and everybody's attacked and I'm afraid for my baby and blah, blah, blah. That's this week. So this this universe is somehow set in 2011. Okay. Because the show premiered in 2008, so let's say that it started in real time 2008. So hmm. maybe four years? Okay. I'd give it four years. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't, and I'd ha- I'm not a big enough fan to be able to do the chrono- chronologic forensics necessary to know. I'm just saying that the journal she's reading, they're acting like that's current events and it was all 2011 stuff. Right. Um. But they've got the, like, FEMA saved us, the SOS painted on the roofs, it's set in Louisiana. Uh, I don't understand why you would go to the Katrina place when you're this kind of show. Like, you're kind of a lightweight show and you're trying to do some serious political commentary, I guess? Where instead of a, instead of a hurricane, so. it's Hep V vampires? Well, you know what? Another book spoiler alert is that Suki had uh, friends... Who lived in Nolens. Uh-huh. And Katrina happened in the books. Mm. So I think that I don't know, maybe. Is that that's, a nod to the books? It just came across as maybe crass that, and yeah, tone deaf. more more on that theme of getting back to basics of where everything began. But I don't know what it has to do with Katrina at all. Let me ask you this. <laughs> so that's the fact that they used call out FEMA. Why the mass graves other than the fact that it looked cool? 
Like I if this no town, this idea. town got why, and you're bloodthirsty, so bloodthirsty that you're killing an entire town, right? Why take the time to build a giant grave? See, I assumed it was the humans that did it. Like there's so many dead bodies they, they just know what dug to do a with. grave and just dumped themselves in it. <laughs> no, I'm just like that. They're trying to keep up and give their people decent burials, but that see, and and the fact that this is going on the next town over, and that no one knows about it, you know it what? kind of beggars my imagination. Well, we don't know what's happening quite yet. We just know that vampires are killing people. Do you remember um, when they attacked uh, Merlots? Yeah. And someone whistled away all the Hep V vampires? Ah, there's, yeah. I think there's some other big bad right now. We just haven't found out. Yeah. And it's Eric. I hope so. <laughs> I hope they're just bringing it all back together that way. Because he's stuck on the, he's stuck in fucking France, man. I don't want the two, one of the two more interesting characters in the show stuck off in Europe while major shit's going down in in Louisiana. Did Jason accurately dream right? Eric's location? Right. And why? He's he's like one sixteenth fairy. <laughs> he's got just a touch of the gift, but it it it's it's. It's so hard to shine through his thickness and his general just living life in a idiotic haze that it, he can only mess, manifest himself when he's having a homoerotic dream <laughs> under the influence of vampire blood. <laughs> or when he's eating pizza. Or when he's eating pizza. Uh, Maggie tries to talk Kenya into, I don't know, stealing Maggie? all the... Huh? So Maddie? Said, oh, I'm sorry. Adeline. Adeline, yes. Adeline tries to talk Kenya into, I guess, preemptively stealing all the the station's guns. And just as they, hilariously, just as they remove it from the secure facility, they get all the guns out in <laughs> transit. Then the mob of idiots come and descends oh, and demands dear. their Second Amendment rights. That's what I was thinking. Isn't the safest place for all of these guns is in the gun closet? Yeah, lock it in the gun closet and throw, flush throw the key down the key toilet. Away. Yeah. It's gone, you know? And it turns out Kenya flips pretty quickly after she realizes that, hey, you know what? Andy is an idiot, and I am being racially profiled and discriminated against on, and fuck this whole town. It did. You know, I couldn't believe that they actually went there. They had the one other black character, the black woman of color, yeah. that they invented for this yeah. specific purpose. So and she I was could, like, she... I can't believe they're going there. And I thought that this ignorant woman was going to talk Kenya into doing something stupid and then as she was talking I was like oh you know what she has a point Kenya has been here this whole time been looked over getting bossed around by Andy Belfler's daughter no by the time she got done talking I, I was, was like in, yeah. I was like you're right the sheriff is a vamper lover and the mayor is a shape-shifting dildo dog and they need to get yeah arm the citizen and there's, rise a wannabe, up. Well, uh, there's a wannabe wear panther that's S taking your job two times over and hell yeah stand your <laughs> ground bomb tom stand your ground i was like all right i'm i'm in for it uh then uh, unfortunately i i also like the fact that uh jessica so kenny folds takes madeline into custody but, sorry adeline but, into custody i think she made a great point and had kenya convinced for all the right reasons but I still don't think it's a smart thing to arm a bunch of fucking idiots. Sure. <laughs> but, yeah, I just had to say that. Uh, <laughs> no, I obviously. And there was a little bit of uh, political points being scored in the gun debate, I felt like. Okay. You know, they're the whole, like, you know, I putting up a thing is NRA bullshit and the whole 
If you had guns, you probably killed everybody in town, that kind of stuff. So there's a little bit of a gun control debate injected in, in here. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they try to take Adeline into custody. She fairy blasts Kenya into tomorrow. And wakes up Jessica in the process. Jessica wakes up, is like, <gasps> and she calls the sheriff's office. No answer, of course. And she thinks, who else can I call? Andy? He's the sheriff and her father. No, no, that's too obvious. Jason? Idea. He's also... Have a connection to probably know and his phone probably number. Probably with Andy, and he's probably with Andy, and he's a police officer. No, that makes too much sense. Terrible I got it, Suki. <laughs> I will call Suki. She'll know what to do. There's a girl who knows how to make smart choices. That's, there's a girl who, yes, has got her shit together. <laughs> knows what's going on. Knows Could what's do going all on. The right things to make the situation better. Can make clutch decisions. Doesn't need to be rescued by anybody. Uh, the whole town is shooting up the sheriff's office, and this scene is really stupid, and I think we should move on. It is. Oh, I don't even want to get into the details how stupid it is. Sookie and company searches the dead girl's house for whatever reason. She finds a journal um, that, again, solidifies her timeline that this all took place between, like, four and seven days. Why are they searching this house? I because they had her driver's license, and they went. And, I, again, I don't know. What evidence are you looking for? Right. The mass grave is kind of all you need. Right. I don't know. I mean, they did find a journal that kind of gave him... I I don't know what it told kinda them that didn't Sookie already do. an knew. opportunity to ruin a relationship with Alcide even more. What? Sh- <laughs> right. She's basically <laughs> writing and openly has a girl boner for Bill all over again. Right. Alcide came with the journal and he's like, wait a minute, all these pages are blank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another, and she's just just twisting a knife in his guts just to see how far can I push this man and still have him crawl back to me because of the power of my makeup sex. The muse is strong with this one. Um, someone asked in the Facebook thread, and I kind of wondered too when we were watching it: is is she literally reading from the first Sookie Stackhouse novel? I she might be because it's literally what happened between her and bill i wish i'd known this before we left the house or else i would have just pulled out my book and looked but Mm -hmm. um it seems pretty on point with exactly how she first met bill right so i would believe it if he that was the truth well, it was an excuse to turn the show into a clip show momentarily because they went and rolled about five minutes of b footage from season one of uh, them going to Fantasia for the first time, her getting all dolled up on the non-date date. Uh, anyway, she's having this intense flashback of her first love affair right in front of Alcide, and it's it's pretty gross. And again, I still feel like it's it stretches my credulity that, that Bon Tom knew nothing about St. Alice getting fucked over here. Yeah. Like, the next town over, uh, if Milford... Got overrun by a bunch of bloodthirsty vampires. We drive past like, you know, this place looks like a hellhole. It's on fire. It smells like rotten meat. There's somebody spray painted all the buildings and Yeah, the there's, there's SOS on these businesses and stuff. May, you know, like maybe people would notice that, but apparently not. You can just, a, a town in Louisiana can just disappear off the map. And everybody's you know kind of cool with when that. When you live in Louisiana, it's just like being in prison. You gotta keep your head down maybe and keep shit, to yourself. Maybe that shit happens all the time in Louisiana. Like towns just get w- wiped out by mosquitoes or alligators or <laughs> voodoo. I believe witch it. doctors. It's close enough to Florida. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so let's see. Letty May. She goes back. She got uh, oh, wait. blanked out by wait, Lafayette. Wait, 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 wait. What? What? I yeah, got. What? I got. I got something to say here. Okay. 
Um, you skipped over the part where uh, Andy starts talking to Jason about how a man's not anything without a oh, family. Oh, yeah, he vowed to marry Holly when all this is over. Yeah, that was an insane amount of wedding photos on top of that mantle. I don't know. I feel like I've seen, I've been in houses like that. Really? Yeah. Okay. People get married. They're like all about it. They got all the pictures. They spent several thousand dollars on those pictures. By no, God, I mean it was like so many generations. I mean, did you look at the pictures oh, that no. they they did this pan over the mantle and it was all these generations of this one family? Again, I've seen houses like that, but as a man, <laughs> it's like in the leftovers. How those one people, the uh, the uh, every time you see photos like that, you have to elbow it. No, 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 the cult. They have all those photos, those frames, but oh, they're empty pictures. Blank, yeah. When I'm at a person's house, that's how I imagine everything. Like, I never really take in any pictures of anything. It's just like, you know, whatever. I yeah. recognize that there's a mass of photos, but I'm not going to fucking look at all that shit. Yeah. People I don't know and care about. Fuck all that. And he says that he's going to make an honest woman out of Holly, which I have mixed feelings about that phrase. But Certainly. the phrase that I no longer have mixed feelings about, do you know where I'm going with no, this? No, I have no idea. Andy says, I'm not going to be a pussy anymore. Oh, yeah? And, oh, okay. I'm excited about this. <laughs> yes. And I took up this big, I mean, you were with me. I hate the fact that that men would say, I'm not going to be a pussy. Like, it's demeaning to have a pussy. Uh-huh. But recently. It kind of is. It's a giant hole that bleeds. I, I just don't, you know. Versus the majestic penis. Clearly, one is a <laughs> Anyway, we'll see how superior your penis is when you're sleeping in your car tonight, asshole. (laughs) Anyway, what was your point about the pussy? (laughs) Anyway, I learned recently from some other place that I can't remember, probably Tumblr, because that's where I spent all my time, that pussy came from the word, let's see if I can't butcher it, pussillanimous? Pussillanimous? Pussillanimous. I don't know if that's a, I'm the last person to pronounce stuff. Wait for it. My computer is muted. Pusillanimous. Okay. That's how we're going to pronounce it, which means showing a lack of courage or determination. Mm. So you shorten pusillanimous and you get the word pussy. Ah. Now, granted, I think that everyone who uses the word pussy doesn't really know what it means. But sure. This is your opportunity to become enlightened. And you can use pussy like a man. Yes, you can use the pussy. The joke's on you because pussy laminus is from the Latin pussy, which is Latin for <laughs> vagina. Jesus. <laughs> you, can't, you can't escape the patriarchy no matter what you do. I can't. I can. I'm making excuses for you. That's how deep in denial I am. Uh, shall we move on to Letty Mae being an awful human being? Of course. Of course. She it's my favorite thing. accidentally burns herself and then gets the bright idea to not just burn herself a little bit, to like... Burn herself to the bone. It seemed like that first burn on a wrist was kind of intentional to begin with. I don't. Oh, you think how... so? I mean, did you... people burn themselves like that all the time. The second my skin touches something hot, it pulls away. That's, just That's true. She instinct. got an awful burn, right? Yeah, her first one was pretty deep and gross, right, right. but I'll give her that. The second just... one was. I'm just thinking, like, how crazy is this going to get? Is she going to come down the next time with like a steak knife stuck in her chest? <laughs> Well, that helped me. Yeah. That helped me. It was an accident. I was, I I was, was thinking about my babe girl. I was t- I was I was emptying the dishwasher and I tripped and I fell onto the knife rack. But 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 the reverend told me you were gonna say that, Lady May. Oh no, <laughs> it's different this time. My Tara, she needs me. I literally have three steak knives bisecting every chamber in my heart. I have four heart chambers. That's that is twelve steak knives. <laughs> 
in my humor. I'm pretty sure I'm going to die unless I get some vampire blood right now. Well, okay, just this last time. Just this last time. This is the very last time. Next time, there's like an axe sticking in her skull. Like, where does it go? How are you even walking right now? She's actively like putting herself into a wood chipper. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know how. I anyway. She uh gets gets Will to heal her up, and she goes tripping hardcore. There's another really awesome hand effects there because you can see the muscle oh. tissue underneath just growing back. I thought it was really cool looking. Yeah, it reminded me of a time I saw on Reddit uh someone that had gotten their uh, hand they call it glo- degloved. Have you heard of this? Mm-mm. Like when a machine grabs your skin and actually pulls it off to where it's like a, your skin is a glove. Anyways, down to where you can see the skin is like dangling off your fingers. But the person, it was a GIF, of course. Of course. And it was moving. They're moving their fingers. And you could actually see the tendons pull, you know, pulling the stuff. It's like a mar- – it's actually kind of cool in a biological – Oh, my God. Oh, really? Yeah. Don't, don't – don't. Oh, my God. Don't creep yourself off on the air. My God. Wait until we get home like an adult. You did everything but show me a picture just now. Sure. But it is it is kind of cool in a biomechanical machine. Like, hey, we're just, you know – Pulleys we're just and, fingers doing stuff. Yeah, we're just pulleys and joints and fulcrums and things. But uh, yeah, no, it kind of reminded me of that. <laughs> uh, so Tara's up on a cross, spouting pig Latin. She's saying, "I turn on the closed captions." So and, did I, and she's saying that she has answers. Yeah, Mom, it's okay. Soon I'll have answers for you. But it just—I don't know if if Tara's dead and this is what we get of her throughout the whole last season. What are you going to think? I'm gonna feel really shitty. Gyp defensive? No, I don't think so. Nobody cares about gypsies. Except for gypsies, and they don't have the internet. They don't listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna feel gypped. Uh, that sucks. I wanted a. I know Tara's died before, and but she's still one of my favorite characters, and I think that's just doing grave injustice to Tara by not giving us a proper goodbye. Mm. And um. I'm still holding out hope that Letty May is just absolutely batshit insane. And that uh, Tara will come back in a real way. Got a real strong theory about what's going on here. In fact, I think I'm going to break I'm gonna break precedent and go ahead and read it. It is nice to know that Britney Spears' uh, performance snake is still getting work, though. <laughs> right? I mean, there's not a whole lot of opportunities. It's like Peter Dinklage. You know, like he... he Probably spends a lot of time waiting on the phone to get phone calls because he was in there's 30 not Rock that many. And had no, wait, no, it did have everything to do with him. Being so I'm saying, like Elf and Game of Thrones and uh, whatever that medieval D and D LARPing thing that I think went straight to video. Oh yeah, I the see Lords that. of Winter Deep or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it's like there's this, there's he's he crushes it every single time he's called up, and he oh, just yeah. isn't called up. It's nice to see that an albino snake after the whole teen pop uh, prop thing worked out that he still finding work yeah he's still making a decent living yeah 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 so um anyway tomica h says since you're new to fandom you probably don't know about the huge theory last year regarding tara's last scene the popular theory is that her mother is infected with the vampire killing disease and she fed her daughter as a mercy kill it doesn't take long for disease to take effect as we saw with eric's sister last season so maybe when the sick vampires were summoned away, Tara went with them. If all the sick are being controlled with the whistle that you mentioned, oh. having intentions of killing her, Tara's mother has already written her off as dead and telling everyone what she assumes by not believing Tara will be back. That's a pretty strong theory. Like it that. ties in neatly with the somewhat whistle control of these guys, or you know, um, it ties in neatly with what we know about Tara's mom. 
I really like it. I subscribe to it wholeheartedly. What do you think? I agree. I think it's as solid as... That would be a huge Game of Thrones spoiler if I had said that. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's as solid as some of the more canon Game of Thrones spoilers. Um, I like it. Now I want some solid theories on who's whistling away the sick vampires. I don't and know. <laughs> and I don't know... It's Sarah Newland. That's who it is. You think so? Yeah, Jason let her go instead of killing her. But how does she have control over the Het V vampires? I have no idea. But I feel... Like they'll make something up, like because they killed does. the governor, right? They killed the oh yeah, he okay, the Willis father just snicked his head right off. Okay, that's what I thought. Because um, I thought when you first asked, I'm like, oh, maybe it's him, but no, he's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be her. I don't know how they have control, but there, I mean, there's got to be some reason why Jason let her go. <laughs> I don't think there's any reason why Jason let her go, but there's got to be more to her now. I feel that like she so has many girls that he boned got killed in season one that he's been trying in makeup. Like if you bone a girl, he cannot, he cannot, uh, uh, like his cock is a death sentence. Yeah. 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 He's trying to live that down or up or side back and forth in and out <laughs> as much as he can. Uh, moving on. Al C tries to reassure Sookie that she, the dead girl with the, uh, I heart vampires diary is nothing like her. <laughs> Which I just, my notes say, ha, 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 ha. My notes are, it's just like a crying emoticon because, <laughs> because Alcide is such a good guy. He Why is. is he doing this to himself? Yeah. Because he's like, I was like, I, I saw you had a girlgasm over your memories <laughs> of Bill and you're not really over him. And I'm probably like always going to be second best because he was your first love. And, and he's, but he's like empathized. Like, look, first love, everybody. Well, hard and fast. And Alcide volunteers. He has a full tank of gas, and they can just fo. Yeah, fo forever, and not ad. So what does ad mean? And die. So fo in ad. Fuck off and not die. Yeah. Wait. Fo and fo and fo and fo and They're gonna fo on, and she's like, no, no. Obviously, we obvi we have to go back to Bon Tom and die, or this isn't true blood, and I'm not Slicky Stackhouse. Clearly. That's not the answer. Yes. Uh, so Betty takes over as sleep supervisor, and she explains she has 15 minutes to free the girls downstairs. But first, she's starving. She has to eat. Uh, Arlene gives up the femoral artery, which is the one closest to the vag. It seems the more intimate way to feed on a lady, a lady the host. The vagu. A, a, lady, do- a lady donor. <laughs> So she's, uh, you know, going down and nom nomming it up, and uh, the veins spread to her face, and then she's like doubled down. I thought she's just going to drain her, but instead she turns into a pile of black goo all over her Gives legs. Her all her blood back plus some. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Um, what it's was the plan? Super disgusting. How is Betty going to help them escape? I think she was just going to like sneak him out the front door with those. I mean, like, how is she going to are... help them escape the chain? Just like break them. Oh, yeah. I mean, imagine this vampire can snap a wrought iron collar and chain like that. Yeah. Hmm. And you're not made of silver or nothing. And she's also, she's got a way to open and close those things because she's the Reaper. She's not, like, ripping their heads off to get them out of those things. So she's got a way to undo all that. Duh. Duh. Uh, (laughs) uh, Jessica wakes up, still has wounds on her arm from where Adeline fed on her. That is. I don't know because if she gets infected and dies, I might flip tables. I'm okay with Eric, not okay with Jessica. If, if baby vamp Jessica, which I need to get, I did not know about the existence of this. 
I need to go and look at all the baby vamp vlogs. Yeah. I'm She's really exciting. I'm really excited about that because I've heard people say that it's the best thing about the last season <laughs> is that she's got this vlog. I so love her. So I'm super excited about that, but she might be one of the popular theories is that she might be infected by Hep V. I hate that. Cuz she's slow healing. I mean, is this is some of this stuff come down off a of warlow blood? Maybe. I don't know. Is there going to be a different type of Hep V that maybe like, is, is some of this going to be that some vampires get restored their humanity? <laughs> I mean, what? So, I mean, if she's slow healing without the black veins, I don't get it. Because I've never seen a head V-positive vampire. Of course, we don't know hardly anything about the disease. So, who knows? Do you remember the first time we saw Hep V? No, not really. Um, It was Eric's sister, right? No. It was in, back in season one. No uh, way. Yeah, Sookie came over to Bill's house, and there were those three vampires yeah, yeah, there who right. were nesting. Um, one of the guys that they had there, the human guys, um, was thinking to himself, well, I'm infected with Hep V, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I don't know how long they were feeding on him. I don't know. But I thought Hep V wasn't like a death sentence. It's kind of like the vampire version of hit herpes, and this is like the new the Hep V in season six was some kind of weaponized thing it's that, kind that of the like governor's s- special forces dudes came up with. Uh, but then again, I, I don't mean, know. I'm I'm just a... in the books. It was exactly like this. Okay. Supercharged, like AIDS. Yeah. Super <laughs> but, fast. But super fast moving AIDS. And, yeah. AIDS is also bloodborne. <laughs> FYI. Exclusively. Um, Exclusively bloodborne. So, but she's like still got, she's still got these wounds on her arm. Uh, she tells Andy, cause Andy's banging and like saying, where the hell is my daughter? And he's acting like he's going to shoot her. And she, so why is Jessica snapped to being angry so quickly? She forced herself on Andy saying, I'm going to protect you whether you like it or not. And now he, her, his daughter's missing. And she's like, well, I'm forcing you to trust me whether you like it or not. I don't understand. But she's Jessica. She does things like that. And <laughs> Uh, she's learning way too much from Sookie as her stepmom to just force herself into situations because she feels the pull of her heart to make things better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of annoying characteristics, Sookie um, has two episodes in a row where she just really annoyed me. Last episode is when she did her selfish flounce at the end of the um, Unity Party massacre. This time she combines... Two things. She does the same thing where she goes outside unescorted after dark in Hep V Vampire Paradise. And she happens to go to Bill's house. Yeah. Why she doesn't Alce- kissed- she say she's and why Alcide's taking a shower too. I know. She kissed him goodbye. She kissed him goodbye. You could see it on her face that she's uh-huh. up to no good. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Speaking of trifling bitches. Trifling ass bitch yes sookie is a uh, a little bit little little trifle a little bit of trifle in uh, her activities the here uh i don't know that just seems really shady and really stupid <laughs> and all kinds of problems well, you know what she is just a fucking danger whore <laughs> <laughs> pam finds eric in france viva yeah but she's got he's got black veins all over his chest um this not, is a, you're refusing to eat. This is a big bummer. It is. I do not. It's bad enough that he was off in France convalescing, 
it's going to be really sad if he's just stuck there or he's slowly dying this whole season instead of doing cool ass-kicking Eric things. And that's the thing is that I feel like the people who are making this show are saying that we can either have Eric loving Sookie or we don't have Eric. Hmm. I feel like that's the position they're putting us in. What's your feeling on season four? Because I feel like a lot of people give season four shit with the Eric reverting back to little boy vampire mode. Yeah. But I actually liked him and Suki together like that. I and I also like thought that was Bill like at his most adult as well. The yeah. fact that he kind of accepted the whole thing and it wasn't a complete jackass about it. I thought, I mean, I thought it was cute them as a couple, but it wasn't the real Eric. So it was. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's a good point. That's a solid point. But, I mean, if that's just on its own, those two people, then yeah, it's cute. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we go into... Uh... Should we wait till after the feedback to do some speculating? Yeah, let's let's, let's have a little mini spoiler some section because I know some people don't watch. Spurkalating. Especially if you're on HBO Go, you don't get the previews unless you go out looking for it. And some consider that to be a spoiler, so what the fuck? Woo woo. Did you know that this episode was directed by Howard Deutscht? Uh, who is that? What is he? He is best known for collaborating with John Hughes. Really? Who did, you know, like Pretty, Pretty in Pink, Pink and, and yeah. yeah. And Breakfast Club, right? He directed, yeah. And he directed one episode of American Horror Stories. Interesting. Coven. Yeah. Who wrote it? Uh, Kate Barno, who is sort of a debut writer. She wrote five other true Shot. <laughs> Shot. I think it was terrible. Five other true blood episodes she did. Uh, I don't know. I mean, a terrible True Blood, True Blood episode. That there's a lot in the running here, but I felt like this was not in a, in a shortened ten episode season where they're trying to wrap everything up and this is a definitive end season. I can't help but be disappointed by this one. I agree. Uh, you're making horrified faces over there. Something you'd like to share at the class, or should I get on the? You feedback? know what? Google Images of being degloved is still up here. So I'm just gonna shut close shut that. that tab down. <laughs> Tear okay. your eyes off the gore. <laughs> Come back to me, boo. Right, here I am. Uh, Lisa says, among other things, since we already know that Bill and Suki's storyline are going to come back together, I thought Suki. she was going to end up with Al Seed at the kitchen table, oh, opening her character up. Oh, sorry, she's going to end it with Al Seed at the kitchen table. By o- literally opening her character up? Opening her character up to needing protection, etc. So I was really confused at the Suki makeup sex session. Yeah, it does seem like if you're just going to throw Bill and Sookie back together, that that was unnecessarily cruel to Alcide. And I feel like if you have to pick someone who's not a vampire to protect you from vampires, Alcide is at the top of his class. I mean, he's... True. It just bothers me that werewolves are such pussies <laughs> in this world, that they just can't stand... Yeah, at, where's I mean, his pack? Where's I feel like every other two, werewolf? I, I, maybe, they're not as strong as vampires, but I feel like two werewolves should be a threat to a sub-500-year-old vampire. And I feel like uh, a guy like Bill, who's like, you know, an adolescent vampire, if he's recently fed, can take on a whole pack and win. Yeah. yeah just, just, like, like, werewolves are kind of lame in this universe. Yeah. Fairies are more powerful than them. Yeah. Because a fairy can repel a vampire one-on-one. I don't mm-hmm. know. Something's always bugged me. It seems like they can only do it once, though. But yeah, I mean, Alcide is out. like, they're like just a step above a person, you know. In fact, transforming into a large wolf isn't that big of an advantage in a world where people have guns. Yeah, and where you look like Alcide already. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Alcide, yeah. I'd, I'd skip to transform into a wolf and just learn how to shoot, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
By the way, uh, are we all forgetting the fact that maybe wear body your house, armor instead safe? of go and yes, yes. There's someone that actually says this on Throw later. Throw a blanket on. over your window. You're good. Yeah, forever. right. Yeah, like just if take, you just you board to... up your windows, they can't glamour you. They can't come in. Now, if you're homeless or you're a drifter That's or you sex. don't have your own house that you own or you got a mortgage owned by the bank, okay, sure, you're going, you're fucked. And I feel bad for you, son. I feel I sad, but none problems. And, but a vampire ain't one. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Um, she said, continues, Lisa does, Sookie inside the church giving her little let me help speech was a bit much for me, you don't say. It was. I was watching Jason's reactions in that scene, he did a lot of his outraged and confused faces, which, (laughs) I don't know, there's a lot of daylight between those two looks. He's got, he's like Blue Steel and Magnum. He's got his, I'm happy, or I'm getting laid, or I'm amused. And he's got, I'm confused, I'm angry, I'm outraged. They're kind of all the same Also, look. I'm turned on. I'm yeah. weird. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm oddly turned That's on. That's when he jumps on your back. Oh, okay. When he, when, he, when he jumps on your back like a little Yoda-style backpack, you know he's really turned on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a little confused by the writers continually telling us that Sookie is to blame in all of this. <gasps> Bill's the one that came to town and exposed, exposed the rest of the town to various vampires and such. Am I wrong in this? Do you blame Sookie for everything? Yes. Do you blame her for everything because of her relationship with Bill? No. I don't blame Sookie for everything, but Sookie certainly knows how to exasperate things. Hmm. Exacerbate. Exacerbate. Exacerbate things. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. Sounds like victim blaming to me. (laughs) Lafayette, she continues, my favorite character as well. I don't get smoked up, but I don't blame him one bit for getting his head straight. In this story that James was telling, he insinuated his best friend that uh, that died was gay. I think James is bi and will probably end up with Lafayette uh, as her official prediction. Uh, did you get... I think I did get a little flavor and maybe I didn't... I forgot to mention that. But I did get a little bit of uh, James's friend got, was, was gay. Because didn't the guy say because something the about... blamed him... He said he was a draft dodging fairy or something. I forget exactly. He might have used the, he might have used the big f word. Yeah, Hippie thanks for that. Was what he said, yeah. Um, but I'm like that gets thrown around as a general term of emasculation. I don't know that you can bank on it. It's just like the word pussy. Just exactly no like comes up in hippie fact. It doesn't necessarily mean they're gay. It just means that whoever's hurling an insult wants to do maximum demasculation of them. Exactly emasculation. I came up with a new word: demasculation. <laughs> demasculation. You got demasculated. It's a uh, more vicious form of emasculation. Is that the end of Lisa's email? That's the end of Lisa's email. Because she sent another one. Oh shit! No kidding. Yeah, the second part that said. She also meant to point out that Andy killed the old sheriff in the pig barn. You remember last week we were wondering who it was that Andy killed that he was feeling so guilty. Oh, right. It was, it was, uh, what's his name? Yeah. Ernest P. Worrell, I'm pretty sure is what it was. <laughs> uh, Alexander W. from Sweden said, really enjoyed the surprise Two Blood podcast. Sweden? Even though the show itself is pretty terrible these last few seasons, I had no idea the character of James had been recast until I heard the podcast. When I looked into it, I found some more interesting articles. This is a quote from ScreenRant.com. 
Initial speculation about the reason for Grimes' departure leaned toward his recent casting in Fifty Shades of Grey and resultant scheduling conflicts. As it turns out, the true motivator may have been Grimes' discomfort with the scripts for Season 7. Disappointed the direction his show is about to take with James, he asked to be released from his contract with the series. An article on TVLine.com states that James will find himself at the center of a surprising love triangle Season 7. Put this together, it might be that Luke Grimes has was uncomfortable with the relationship between James and Lafayette that we saw in the start of the first episode also tells us it's pretty likely that James and Lafayette will have a sexual relationship this season. Would love to know what you guys think of this theory. I think a dude, an actor opting out of a role because he's afraid of a relationship with a homosexual man is pretty fucking gay. Exactly. I think that <laughs> I think that I'm gonna give Luke Grimes, is that his name? The benefit of the doubt and say that it wasn't because of the gayness. I think that's just a lot of I don't know. It's hard to say without a direct quote, but... Or without that, seeing this season, because... Yeah. Again, this is something I want to bring up during the preview section. Mm-hmm. Um, from things we've seen, clips from next week or this season on True Blood. But um, I think if you are an actor who is going into, going into True Blood season six, mm-hmm. you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. There could be sex. There could be sex with one person who's a female. There could be sex with eight people who are all men. Right. I mean, you just got to know that's what you're getting yourself into. So I don't think it's a gay thing. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And I, I just feel like you're an actor. I mean, if if that's really you're uncomfortable with that, I don't know what that. I mean, right. again, it's not like you decided to star, to star in a porn with a woman and then suddenly they want you to get ass railed. That's different. <laughs> yes. It's not like you literally have I to mean, have ask Ryan sex Quantin with the gay man. and Alexander Skarsgård how they felt about the direction of their characters. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that they and they were really game and I kind of have respect for guys that do that. And again, I'm not an actor. I would, I don't, I can't cry on demand. I don't know how I would convincingly carry on kissing a dude. But again, I'm not an actor. It's not my job. I'm a fucking idiot podcaster. (laughs) So, you know, and obviously I'm not too good to podcast about True Blood. So I'll, I'll stoop to any low. There you're doing it again. (laughs) (laughs) Doing what again? Don't have a single good word to say about our. I'm sorry. This is, this is self deprecation as our stock and trade here. So anyway, someone else fact-checked our ass. Anastasia T. said the actor to play James in season six is Luke Grimes, not the actor to be the lead in Fifty Shades of Grey. That's actually you know James what? I Dornan. I never he was going to be the lead. Maybe I did. <laughs> uh, who played Sheriff in Once Upon a Time. Sorry to nitpick, uh, but I heard a mention on the cast. I couldn't believe I'd missed it. You're not so I started sorry, to dig around. Anastasia. I know you're not. She's, to- she's so apologetic. <laughs> she's, she, now that you're rebuking her, there's a single tear running down her cheek. Again, why are you so mean to our listeners? You're They're spoiling pretty mean. You're spoiling to me. them. Not letting me make up shit on the fly. <laughs> well, here's the thing. This guy was definitely at one time attached to Fifty Shades of Grey, and he may be not the no, lead, I but think, another. Didn't she say player. that he was playing a different character, and not the lead? No, she was saying that he was a sheriff in Once Upon a Time. But, but... shit, I'm And again, I don't right know. Now. I I I tried to read Fifty Shades of Grey. When it first came out, because it's getting, and I hear it, it's like, you know, it's like, oh, there's hot kinky sex. I'm like, hot kinky sex? I'll check that out. I couldn't make it past it, man. I couldn't, like, the 50th time that whatever her face shivered when What's-His-Face touched her or oh, shuddered. Oh, I read or... all three books, and I hated myself for it, but Why I read Why did you every... read all three of them? Because I've, I've had this opinion for so long, and you know I've had this opinion. 
you can't say that something's terrible unless you know for sure it's terrible. If she in the last chapter pulled something out of her ass that redeemed herself, then, you know, you she has feel... that right. But I can't, you can't, nobody can say that something is terrible unless they experience it for themselves to be terrible. I'm just saying, if someone gives me a bowl of Rocky Road and it turns out to be horse shit... You I'm would not have tried going to it eat, first. I'm not going to scrape the bottom of the bowl before I'm like, You're, it, this is total horse shit. Well, all you have I'm to do is like, sample it. All you have to do is smell it and know that it's horse you shit. You ate three bowls of horse shit. No, I By didn't. your own admission. No, I didn't. <laughs> Tomica 8 said, since you're new to family. What can I wait. say? It gets bitches moist. Does it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Tomica <laughs> H, we already actually read hers in the main cast. Philip Z, Philip Z from the Natter cast, by the way. Uh, said the best part about the mob scene is there's more than a kernel of truth in everything they've said. They're kind of acting as the voice of the audience. Basically, he's saying this mob is kind of the voice of us as we're pointing out the inconsistencies and the nefarious, easily construed nefarious motivations of some of these main casts and the fact that everyone in this show has done terrible things. Mm-hmm. Everyone, I think, has been of the main cast has been responsible for at least one innocent death. Right. And I remember thinking in season three, which I think is the t- the low point of the series, for me anyway, mm-hmm. that, like, they really fucked up Sam Merlot's character. Merlot. Like, Merlot. He cannot be referred to as a good guy after all the things he did no, in that season. No, he can't. Season. He straight up murdered two people. Yeah. Yeah. And tried to murder his brother. Mm-hmm. And I just was just a mean dick throughout yeah. the whole season. Yeah, just because he fell in love with a super hot shifter doesn't mean that he's a good guy. Uh, Leah Zinn said, I get the feeling that these writers don't realize how big of a draw Eric is. They write him off the show for three entire episodes, and now we see that when they do get him, he's sick and dying the whole season. Great. Do you think this is what Eric's going to be the rest of the season? Sick and dying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has to be, unless they come up with a magic hat V cure. I realize that he is a draw. The one thing is, he's not very infected. <laughs> like, he's just got the beginning of the things on his vein. They're not up his neck. But he's or... refusing to feed, which is only going to speed up the process. But I wonder if he's he's there for a reason. Is he doing some kind of mystical vampire hep V cure that he's going to bring to you the new what? world? You know what? If Jessica, if in the next episode Jessica turns out to be infected, mm-hmm. then I can almost guarantee you that they're going to come up with some surprise way to cure everybody. And it's got to come from his plotline, because else, what the hell is he doing in Europe? I don't know. And also, how did he get you know away? What? I'm okay with Eric dying. I'm kind of... Yeah, I don't mind if I'm he dies. I, I just don't him. want him to be an invalid and mope around and die. And yeah, that's one mo- of the most boring parts of him, is that, oh, Godric, and yeah. oh, myself, and I'm so <laughs> selfish, but I feel so much. Twobla. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh... Nikki P says, wasn't Jessica's unhealed bite the bite she gave herself to feed the baby fairy? She was conf- uh, I was confused at seeing all these. Wait Are they second. saying that? Is she saying that Bill could possibly be infected? Because Bill is the common ground they all have. Mm. They all fed on Bill in order to get Warlow's blood. Mm. And then, you know. Ooh, there might be a carrier. Maybe Warlow is a Hep V carrier. Oh, my God. <laughs> His... His his uh, plan to destroy all vampire race succeeded in his death. Now, maybe it's Lilith reaching from beyond the grave through Bill. This is way too complicated. 
Uh, she says that was confu- it was confusing for me seeing all these black people in the crowd that Sam spoke to outside the church. Where'd they all come from? I know they a created so many people of color just for convenience this season, right? Because this is ostensibly a black style Baptist church. Yes. Right. Yes. Of ninety-seven percent white folk who are not free thinkers, because that would make you Satan's slave. <laughs> exactly. A uh, little, little, little confused about that myself. It was. You know, if I were to go back and rewatch the scene where they're all sitting in the pews, there weren't even that many black people there. They just peered out of the streets. Uh, she also says, "Why was there no rigor mortis in the dead body in the woods?" I. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. Um. Her hand was kind of flopping around. Well. With the fingers chewed off. Uh, it turns out that, like, rigor mortis is a very temporary... Doesn't it wear off? Yeah. Yeah, it's like something that happens um, because of some kind of weird sodium conduit being opened in your nervous system during death, and eventually, after, like, four to six hours, it releases. And I know this because I've read the book, Vampire's, death and, uh, Vampire's Burial and Death, Folklore and Reality by Paul Barber, because mm-hmm. I'm really fascinated by morbid things, and he talks about... All the real life, quote unquote, real life accounts of vampirisms in medieval times and pre-medieval times and all over the world. And then talks about real life medical phenomenon that could be associated with vampirism Mm -hmm. and like why people when they dig up and they'd see like a corpse that had fresh blood on its mouth and like um, exposed incisors and long fingernails, like why people that didn't know what was up with decomposing bodies, why they would think that, you know, that this is a vampire. Really fascinated book. You should uh, check it out. You can get it for like two bucks off Amazon.com. I watched a National Geographic taboo about people who think they're vampires. I bet they're are they disgusting and not at all enlightening. Yeah, I've seen that too. Where people actually they go so far as they drink blood. Yeah, they like file their teeth down and still think that it's a natural thing. Well, there's people out there that think they turn into cut themselves and lick up the blood. They think they're weird dragons and other kin and all other stuff. Not judging. Oh, I believe in dragons. Are you you? saying? Are you trying to tell me dragons aren't real? Oh, because I was about to say that. (laughs) It's like I'm not judging, but I'm probably not going to be your friend either. (laughs) So, this might be the last. True Blood podcast. Episode two of True Blood, where it all falls apart. (laughs) Exactly. We made it this far. Good run. Good game. Cheers. See you in the next life, Jack. Uh, Zoolander, he's going to take us home, said, is it just me or Sam seems super nonchalant about his baby mama being gone? Yeah. He's handling it. I think I made that a whole point. Just about as well as the sheriff's or the chief's wife on Fargo. Like, meh. Yeah. Like, uh, Andy's so more about on. Holly, and he hasn't even knocked her up. No. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're post-honeymoon phase. Like, <laughs> Andy hasn't proposed to Holly yet, so he's still all about family. It's way post Wait, 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 wait. Sam's married shit. to this girl? No. Okay. But the baby's there, so it's yeah. like, eh. That's like she, common she kind law. of like yeah. She's pregnant, so she kind of just like farts sometimes. And she pees all the time. She eats too much, and Sam's like, eh, maybe I'm not attracted to a twenty-something anymore. Um, they also haven't explained how hep, the Hep V virus transmits. Can I really hep- like how whenever you don't like something I'm saying, you just move past it. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's just that it's very hard. <laughs> it's very hard. It's like. It's very hard to do the, the, the show running and pay attention to what the coast is saying and keep track where you're at the notes. Like, 
I miss fully half of the jokes Jim makes on the podcast. And then when I'm listening to it, I'm like, oh, man, that was really funny. I didn't react at all because I was actually thinking about, oh, God, I can't forget to this next thing or where I'm at so I don't sound like an idiot. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I just completely derail you? That's Being derailed is fine on a podcast. Good. Uh, Continues. He wonders about V stuff. Can healthy vampires catch it from unhealthy vampires? If you drink their blood. Well, do you know that? What if it's just a touch thing? What? What if it's like you know, it's get a hepatitis? Isn't that a bloodborne illness? No, that's called Hep V, but that's not doesn't mean it's a real. It, no, it, it's, it's called a hep- directly analysis. It's called Hep because it's hepatitis Is specifically it? for vampires. Yeah, I mean maybe they didn't explain that in the show. Maybe that's but a street I, name. I found that to be canon from the books. Oh well, book reader, book reader, uh, trumping us here. Uh, also wonders why doesn't every human go inside when it gets dark and stay put until the problem takes care of itself uh vampires still can't come into that inundation right you're right you're right anyone at the home should just go and board and and put some draper the windows on turn out the tv real loud i mean what are you afraid of for fuck's sake Bl- actually blizzards are more dangerous than a vampire <laughs> because at least you know you can't go out to your home anytime this with a vampire blizzard you can daylight you can go out and stock up Everything's cool. Nighttime, you stay at home. You watch movies. You ignore the people banging on your doors. They can't beat the door down. They're not. They're actually less threatening than vampires. Just don't make direct eye contact with them. You'll be okay. I feel yeah. like that they're like the land shark from the classic Saturday Night Live. It's exactly. like you know, you're more likely to get bit by Luis Suarez from the World Cup than you are <laughs> <laughs> to be glamored by a vampire to leave your house. <laughs> Wow, very topical reference. Thank you. That's, Just Googled it just now. <laughs> that's that's all the feedback we got. Any other co- – oh, you wanted to do some spoilery speculation. Yes, so, but so. I also just Googled hepatitis V if you want to know facts. Okay. Twoo facts? Are these twoo facts? Twoo facts from the internet. Twoo facts from the internet. Hep V is a virulent and fatal strain of the hepatitis D virus that was known to affect vampires since season one of True Blood. It's created by humans using genetic engineering to modify the hepatitis V. Hepatitis D. So hepatitis D is the stuff they're talking about in the first season. That's kind of like vampire herpes. It wasn't fatal. It was just annoying. Yeah. Hep V is the weaponized version. So I was right. Mm -hmm. The book reader was wrong. (gasps) Point for me. I don't think so. (laughs) What about your speculating? Speculating. Okay. Before we get to your speculation, I would be remiss if I didn't say, if you want to give us feedback for next week's podcast, you can do so at trueblood at baldmove.com, or you can also participate in our weekly podcast and episode threads on facebook.com slash baldmove. You can also follow us on Twitter at baldmove, but just note Jim runs that, and he won't know what the fuck you're talking about. But if you want to know when the latest episode drops, also we're on iTunes and Stitcher now, so if you've been waiting... uh, uh, on that, you're probably not listening to this podcast. I probably need to tweet <laughs> or Facebook that. But you can get us on uh, Facebook officially now. And uh, you can support us by going to subbable.com slash baldmove and voluntarily subscribing to our, our site and throwing us a couple bucks away and redeeming cool prizes and mi- baldmove memorabilia for your trouble. And you can also use our amazon.baldmove.com link. If you shop on Amazon, simple. We get a little cut of your transaction. It costs you nothing and gives us love. Please rate and review us on iTunes, as always. And go to baldmove.com to check out our other fantastic content on all kinds of television. Uh, we got the girls at the cause show holding down the relationships and book reviews and general awesomeness. And we got the boys from uh, from Personal Arrogance talking about beard. Beer. 
I talk about the beards, beer, board game, and other geek stuff. So much content on baldmove.com. Check it out. Thanks so much for your support. And you now, can also come to our house and offer to let us feed off of you. We won't, but you can offer. Right. You, we, we don't require <laughs> invitations, too. We can just invite ourselves in and creep it up. Uh, now, if you don't want to hear any speculation based on the it's next on on the previews, tune off now, turn off now. If you're not scared, feel free to listen to whatever my paramour is about to spit. What do <laughs> okay. you got for us? So, you see a clip of Holly and Arlene and the girls joining hands. In the basement. In the basement of Fantasia. Doing a spell. So I think that there's a possibility that Holly could speak, to, I don't know, invoke some sort of uh, spirit? Is well, that the word I'm looking for? Some sort of power that her son, Wade, or other uh, son may have? Or what if, she just, what if she just remembers the stuff that Marnie did? She does, but I mean, Marnie had a genuine spirit. There's not a genuine spirit yeah, yeah. present here right now. Okay, so okay. that's my thought. Um, She's channeling Tara. Because <laughs> Tara was there. Wow. Oh, that would be insane. That would be kind of crazy. I still have hope for Tara being a real person. Yeah, sure. A vampire person, but... Maybe she gets reincarnated into somebody's body. So it's not really Tara, but it is Tara. Like Lafayette? Lafayette's the only medium we know. No, but I'm saying, like, maybe she takes over a dead vampire's body because they're dead anyway. I mean... <laughs> right? They're all dead. All right. Um, We see James sitting on the couch with Lafayette trying to wake him up. Oh, yeah? And he won't wake up. Ooh. What do you think that's all about? I don't know. I do feel like that there is a strong possibility of Tara, in, if she is truly dead, of inhabiting Lafayette's body. Yeah. Because that would be pretty delish. I find it to be unfortunate that Lafayette has suffered so much. Lafayette's my hands-down favorite character in the whole show. Yeah, but like... He that, suffers so much for no reason. Having that hookah up inside his head, like, that's like... Oh, hookah, hell no. Yeah, that's... <laughs> That's like that's they'll they're they're already so close that'll take it over the top. But to what end? Oh, because it's cool. <laughs> Rule of cool, baby. I don't need any other reason. And and we see in a clip here that Sookie is driving in a car with Bill feeding on his blood off yeah, of his arm. After Alcide has And uh, Alcide kicks in the door and says, Bill, I know she's been here. Yeah, because I got smoke. What the fuck? Yeah, okay, she there's could've... a difference between going <sighs> There's a right way to end a relationship and a wrong way. There is. You know, it's okay maybe Alcide being the idiot that he is is so willing to forgive you for all of your misgivings about loving Bill. You want to walk over to his house and say, hey, I've got a, uh, a werewolf during the day. I need a vampire at night. Mm. But for her to get in a car and leave mm. and not tell Alcide? Mm. I don't know. There's so many insane- It's shady shit. It does. And it's trifling. And all this stuff is excused because she threw her phone into the woods? Right. What was the phrase we came up with? Toned? Phoned? Tone for what? I forgot fuck our own joke. Fuck off and die. Oh, yeah. Fuck, fuck off, off and not and, die. No, I want her to fuck off and die. Fode. Oh, that's fode. Fode. She needs to fode herself. <laughs> she needs to get fode. <laughs> that's not grammatically correct that's all the stuff that i wanted to point out that i had seen all right uh, on. that is a fuller podcast than the show probably deserves we'll be back <laughs> next week hopefully they'll do a better job hopefully uh, hopefully we will too. we'll do a better job <laughs> we could all come correct we can all sober up and you know look at our life look at our choices <laughs> See where we're at in the season and realize we need to get our game faces on and come correct. 
Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll be here uh, Sunday night with the live thread. We'll be here on Tuesday with the podcast. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. Goodbye. <laughs>